Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right. Today, I want to welcome W.T. Hamilton. You're a, he's a motivator, author, mentor, and coach. Uh, welcome aboard today. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. I'm excited to be here. And you're coming to us from Canada. Correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. uh, about two hours from Detroit, two hours from Buffalo. Oh, awesome. So we're gonna just we're just gonna run with it today and 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 go with the flow and see where the conversation takes us. We'll talk about some business and entrepreneurship and everything that's going on today. So obviously we're all dealing, even in Canada and across the world, we're dealing with the coronavirus. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania and we're locked down, businesses shut down. Uh, you're in Canada and you just told me before we started recording that you guys are looking at a, a lockdown. Um, so what, what do the business owners do? What does an entrepreneur do at this time? So really now it's, it's imperative more than ever to have a, an online strategy and an online game. Because the only way to really keep your businesses going is to work from home, to learn how to reach out to people using video, using other methods that maybe we didn't use so much for business. A lot of people were using that for socializing. But now how do you really monetize using Zoom, using Skype, um, running meetings where you can have multiple guests in a meeting and, and solve problems? Could you tell me about your life growing up? Give us a little background on, on yourself. Yeah, so I was originally born in England and uh, moved to Canada when I was a young young lad, about four years old. Came here with an English accent and different culture and had to learn how to become Canadian and kind of navigate through that whole, uh, whole journey. And um, I ended up, uh, as a, after college, I got a job working in a, a factory and kind of worked my way up and and uh, became supervisor and then became production manager, did all the, the hiring, firing, and worked with all the departments to make sure everything went well. And that, that was a great job. Everything was awesome. And then in 2009, they called in the loan and uh, the company didn't want to cover the loan, so it went into receivership. Then I got hired by another company to rebuild that company. So I came in through a consulting company and kind of learned that whole avenue and I started learning sales. So I had to do more sales and production. And that led me to, because they were doing things in, in kind of a, not really a good hearted way. And it was 
just really greedy and not caring so much about the customer, customer experience, just caring about the bottom line. So I ended up leaving that job and uh, working with a company in the U.S. and uh, became a, a consultant for that company. And that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. And that's what you do now. And you just yeah. told me that you, you do go to Ohio uh, for, for the businesses that you work with. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you enjoy helping people in the consulting world? Yeah, it's, it's really, uh, really fulfilling because, um, because of the way I, I do things and see things is uh, like I'm really solution orientated, but I'm also uh, looking at how, how to serve and how to make things better. So I see solutions in a way that maybe other people aren't seeing because uh, they're just looking at the regular business practices and not seeing outside the box. So I'm able to really see outside the box and bring a perspective that, you know, nine times out of 10 is, is the answer they were looking for. And once they see that answer, it's kind of captain obvious to them, but they couldn't see it before that. And so I talk about feeling. I talk about that a lot. It's hard to explain what that, what that gift is to be able to, to see, you know, down the road and weeks ahead of time or, or, or stop things before, you know, they're going to happen. Um, yeah. And it's something I see in, in a lot of entrepreneurs um, that they're just able, they're not stuck in the day-to-day operations of a company. They're, they're off in, in, you know, weeks, months, sometimes years ahead. And um, I think those type of people are, are going to still um, move forward in, in these kind of times. Um, you talk a lot about um, how to be human and self-awareness. I, you know, we watch a lot of your videos and I want to put those links up later for YouTube. What does that mean to you? So I really feel like um, you got to show up in your your life, in your personal life, and in your business the same way. I I don't I know a lot of people have this disconnect. So you have like your your personal development, and you have the way that you are with your family, you know, and it's more of a heart centered. And then when you go to business, it's cutthroat, and and you know, or just every man for themselves. But I I really feel like if you can give a, a great customer experience, and and by customer experience, that could be a coworker is your is your uh, your customer in certain uh, environments and certain things that you're doing, but you can always be mindful of you know, how this is going to help them or affect them, and how is it going to affect your community. I think you you can build a stronger business that uh, is more more respected, and you get more out of it than just a transaction of service for money or product mm-hmm. for money. And you've mentioned customer experience, I think twice now at least. Is that a, a big factor for you? It really is. I think that's um, something that's missing in a lot of businesses, and uh, I, I think it's 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 like a gift that you can you can have and you can really monetize without monetizing it. Like just mm. by by giving someone a great experience, like getting on a, a video phone call because now maybe you can't meet with them face to face at this point in time, and and just being able to still look them in the eye and really listen to what they're saying and what their needs are. I think it's it's a lot nicer than other companies that might just shoot out an email or they, they might just call and leave a voicemail and you never hear back from them. So I, th- I think it's really important because if you have that, that human touch and you're genuine and authentic in the way you're doing things, I think people will trust you more, but they'll also want to do more business with you and they'll refer people just because they, they feel like, yeah, you're you're a real person. You You care beyond just this transaction. And you're letting one of my, my secrets out. So uh, <laughs> I own a painting company. We've been using video email for, for probably the last year. 
okay. um, yeah. for follow-ups, just for saying thank you, and uh, people love it. I've never yeah. heard anybody say, that's dumb, I don't like that. It's usually yeah. the reverse. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we're, we're all frustrated now. Every business owner is frustrated. You know, employees are frustrated and worried. Um, is, there, is there a way to take that frustration and, and maybe use it for something positive? Yeah, so the, the frustration is really, okay, these are the limits that I have, right? But the limits are really just challenges. They're challenges to tell you that, okay, now you got to find different ways to, to be able to do business as usual. So your business as usual is becoming business as unusual. But by using that as fuel as, as a challenge, it's like, say, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, you got to play the season first. And then you got to be in the playoffs. So now this is like you're in the playoffs. You got to start making some adjustments on the fly because there are things happening that you couldn't really plan for because it's things that we've never dealt with before. But once you start to slow down and really look at, okay, what are the solutions? You'll find that you'll find a lot more solutions than you realize. You have a lot more experience with solving these problems than you realize. Mm. Your, your YouTube channel, and we're going to throw all the links up for everybody uh, to check out, is, is awesome. Um, I mean, there's a lot of positive stuff on there and, and things for, for regular people, employees, but a lot of stuff for the business owner. How did, you, how did you start just throwing yourself out there? So one of the, uh, the things that I was doing, so I write a lot of books. And um, how I got into the writing of the books was learning about uh, law of attraction. So it's personal development and mindset. And because I do a lot of consulting and I work with entrepreneurs, a lot of people were asking me about um, you know, books and business advice. And I didn't have any, so I, I started creating one, like one chapter books. And then I realized, okay, if I have these books, people still aren't going to connect with me unless I can get in, in, in front of them. So one of the ways for me to get in front of them was to, to do videos um, because I find like video is a, a strong way of really making that connection and it feels like you're talking directly to the person even though you're really just talking to a camera especially when you're making youtube videos right mm -hmm. but it was a way for me to really share what i know because the other part of it is i feel like a lot of people they're not just going to go and buy your book just because you say hey i got a great book i got some great reviews you should read this book so they want to test you know um, test test have a sample so basically like when you go to costco they're always giving you samples of food to try out first so i feel like the videos are the same way here's what i am here's how i do things this is my my style the way i, I show up and if that resonates with you great if it doesn't you, at least you know yeah. and then if you want to learn more then you can you know buy the books and connect with me and do do other things but your first initially is just putting the videos out in and one of the things why I did the videos because I was learning how to, uh, how to, how to speak. So I was getting ready to speak on stage. So it was a good practice for me as well. Oh, absolutely. Could you, could you tell everybody, so your, your concept of your books is totally different. Um, uh, it's, it's the one chapter books. Um, could you tell us about the most recent book? Yeah. So the, the most recent one is called the harsh truths and it's all about starting a business and the, the realities that you're going to run into when you're starting a business and the solutions, how to, how to overcome some of those those hurdles because uh some of the hurdles if you don't know how to overcome them they're going to stop you from really growing and, and keeping that business uh to reach its potential so i really 
it's, it's a conversation. It's a fictional book, but it's based on real, real life stuff and it's set in a, a diner as a conversation between a mentor and, and a, a young, a young person that's just started their business and they're kind of overwhelmed with how hard it really is to build that business. You know, I work with a lot of different business people and sports people and, and um, entertainment people, and it always seems like there's a certain type of person who just always succeeds. Where even when they fail, the next day something great happens to them, and then you have other people who are just always struggling. What, what's, uh, what, what happens there? What do you find? So really the, the, the big factor with that in, in the beginning is that the people that succeed, they're not afraid to fail. So they're, they understand that everybody loses first before you can win. And that's what you see in sports. That's what you see in business, what you see in personal life. And one of the, the things that, that you do is like, so what happens for me is I'm always trying things. And a lot of times, nine times out of ten, things that I try don't work out. But I always learn from something. So I never really fail because I'm either succeeding or I'm learning. As long as I'm succeeding or I'm learning, I'm always, I'm always winning. And, and that because of that, I'm always focused on the future. So I'm not so worried about what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm always focused on what's, what am I doing next? What's the next step? And that, that really drives me. Like even when I write books, you know, I would get reviews for, for a book. And I would look at those and, and in those reviews were telling me how to do the book better next time. So I would use that criticism as a way of learning how to write a better book so each book that I wrote would get better and better. And uh, that's how you succeed, by not being afraid to fail. So you didn't struggle with um, looking at those reviews or, or looking at the comments on your videos um, with, oh, my God, here's another person just uh, trolling me online. or Because uh, sometimes they're tough. Yeah, but so what you have to do is you got to take the emotion out of out of whatever the person is writing. And then just look at what they're actually writing. If if they do have constructive criticism, you can build on that because they're basically telling you, you know, this was okay, but I didn't like this, or this really sucked because when you read those things, you can decipher whether someone's just trolling you because they're jealous, or whether they're actually saying, I really wanted to like this, but I didn't because of this reason, hmm. right? Because that, then that's a great point of view. Yeah. Because then they're actually telling you how to win them over for free. Yeah. Right? Awesome. You can hire me. I'm going to charge you a fee to, to tell you how to fix it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, All the people that you work with or, or run across, what makes a great entrepreneur? So a great entrepreneur really is someone that will listen and that will take action on the things that, that you're seeing that they could do better. So they have, always have strengths and they always have some weaknesses. And learning how to overcome and champion those weaknesses. And part of it, championing the weaknesses might just be to hire someone else to do that part. Because a, a great entrepreneur is really the decision maker. They don't have to do everything and be a master of everything. But they have to know what parts are, are dear to their heart that they have to be in control of. And what parts can they farm out? And can they make the right decision to get the result that they need from the other people that are they're hiring? Hmm. How about failure? You might, you might have just answered this. You kind of did before. How do how do we deal with failure? Because you're going to have failure. Nothing's ever going to be yeah. perfect. You're going to have failure. You might have failure every day. Um, what do you do? So one of the things that I tell people is, you know, it's the second hardest thing you're ever going to do 
is build your success. But the hardest thing you're ever going to do is, is hold on to your success to keep there. Because everything that you do, there's a potential to fail. And the higher you go, the bigger the failure can be. And uh, more display, the more people it affects, the, it just the bigger it is. So you can't hide from failure. You have to learn how to learn from it. And you, you got to be you allow yourself to take risks and understand that you're always going to be able to build it back. If you knew how to get to that level the first time, if you built it, you didn't get lucky, you didn't take the elevator to success, but you actually climbed the stairs to success, then you know how to build it back up again, whether it's getting investors, whether it's connecting with the right people, but you know what to do because you already built that blueprint to get you to that level. So you, you don't have to fear that if you get certain level and then you, you screw up and you get knocked down, that you're never going to get back there because you already know how to get there. Obviously, you've written books. That, then uh, Take me back to the first time that you decided, I I'm going to write a book. That's a big step. Um, yeah. Because you're putting yourself right out there for everybody to review you again. Um, yeah. how, did you, how did you make that decision to do it, go forward, and then actually do the whole process? So I, I cheated. So what I, uh, what I did first is uh, I wrote blogs. And, okay. Uh, you know, I wrote blogs about business. I wrote blogs about uh, personal development. I just kind of started getting a feel for my voice and seeing what was resonating with people and what wasn't. And then uh, the very first book I ever wrote, I co-wrote it with my mom, so I cheated again. And uh, <laughs> she was writing about law of attraction, and she's more of a into the spiritual stuff, and that really doesn't resonate with me. So I was looking at it as more of a, a mindset thing to help achieve goals. So I wrote the book in my perspective, and she wrote it in her perspective. So the first reviews we had, we basically got beat up together, and you know, we could kind of bounce off each other and, and look at what we want to do better and and just having the confidence. So everything that you do in business, it starts with having belief in yourself because before other people are going to believe in you, you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. So it's... That, that is something you have to find a way to, to build that up. I find that the best way is to do things, get experience, get the feedback, and then learn how to take the emotion out of the feedback and just listen to the constructive criticism. I think for me that was very key for me building success. Well, that's a great tip, one that I could take to myself, take the emotion out. Because the first thing you see is you see a bad comment, and it, it automatically just, uh, for me, just makes you angry or, or or upset that you did something wrong and maybe you really didn't i really find that it it really helps you to to do better next time if you can look at just the the create the uh the criticism as a constructive criticism and then the ones that are people are just trying to rally you up just just ignore those because what what i tell people is what happens is that person can get you all fired up and then you're pissed off that person's going on to do whatever they're doing, and then you're you're being blocked from building your success because now you're pissed off that this person doesn't like what you're doing, and that that person's forgotten about you, and they're off doing whatever, making money, having fun, and you're stewing, and so you're you're only hurting yourself at mm -hmm. that point. What's your passion like? What so keeps my you passion? Going? What keeps you going? Yeah. So it, it really is uh, sharing with people and and just connecting to people. So I really love connecting, talking to people, and helping them solve problems. 
Is there is there a secret to all this to all, all this business and entrepreneurship? Like, what's the secret? The secret to it all? Yeah. Uh, it, it's really uh, for me. It, it's doing stuff that I like having fun doing. So I really try to just be myself. Um, I know there's like a kind of a, a style for certain entrepreneurs and you know, some people they they hustle 14 hours a day and you know they, they dress a certain way and all this type of thing that I don't do that I want to have fun and just feel comfortable with whatever I'm doing so fun is like the number one thing that I got to have when I'm doing my business so yeah. I always say like if you're not having fun doing your building your business you're doing something wrong what do you think your your strengths are? What can you bring to the table? So I I think so I I'm very confident. Sometimes maybe I'm overconfident, but I'm really confident and I know how to empower people and make them feel confident and secure in what they're trying to do. And that's a great point. So as a business owner right now, where everything's going kind of haywire around us, what what does the owner um or the father or the mother of a family tell the people around them to make them feel uh, secure. So the first thing you got to tell them is that you have a plan. You have a plan and you know, things are going to work out and we don't have to worry about things that we can control. We can find solutions for those. The things that we can't control, worrying is not going to make any difference. So we really have nothing to worry about. Let's just focus on where we want to go and figure out how we're going to get there. And just do it. And just do it. Where do you where do you see all this going? I mean, I, I'm asking you to tell the future, but uh, as far as businesses and and just life in general. So I I really think that we're we're kind of resetting and realigning our our whole values and and what's important. So I think everybody's been really chasing to build. You know, have a bigger house and they're killing themselves to pay this mortgage to have this bigger house because they're competing with Bob down the street. And Bob down the street doesn't even know who you are. He doesn't care who you are, right? You might never go to Bob's house to hang out. But we've always been in this competitive mode. And I think now we're we're having to spend more time with our families and really reevaluate what's important. So I, I think that it's kind of a reset and it's also a reset in Businesses are going to start seeing that um, they can do a lot more things with their with their employees from home. So I think uh, the brick and mortar needs are going to sh- are going to shrink, and I think uh, we're going to learn how to really interact and do business globally through through different ways of communicating and get stronger at really communicating and having real relationships with customers, with our clients, with our our coworkers. That's a great answer. I couldn't say that better myself. That's awesome. Uh, and well, I, I, same thing we did was kind of already just take a look at everything that we're using or, or spending on, and ninety-five um, percent of the things that we were spending money on, we didn't need. They were mm-hmm. we don't miss them. So yeah. definitely, that's a tip for any anybody out there in business. Go through everything that you're spending some money on, and and you'll see what's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are your goals for this year? Personally, so one of the goals I had set up at the beginning of the year, which is funny you asked me this, but uh, was to do, you know, fifty to a hundred podcast shows to be a guest on fifty to a hundred podcast shows. I've really been able to connect with a lot of uh, podcast shows and, and get my message out. 
And the other thing I really wanted to do was really get the, the book selling, get the one chapter book. So, so it's like a, a, a national thing that people know about because I, I really feel like it can help a lot of people because they're, each book is only solving one business problem at a time. So it's, it's a quick, here's the answer and here's what you got to do. So those are my goals is to really get, um, reach as many people as I can through different mediums using blogs, using podcasts, using video. We'll put all your links up definitely for the books. Where where can everybody find the books now? So the main place that I drive people to is my Amazon page. And uh, all my books, I have about 13 books on there. Wow. So all the books are available there, and you can read the reviews and see which which books are the the right ones for yourself. Um, And then I do my website is uh, wherethewindblows.ca. So you can find a lot of stuff there, and then I have my social media links for Instagram and YouTube. We'll throw all those up for you. So what yeah. what makes a perfect day for you when you wake up in the morning? What would be the, the just the perfect day? So for me, like I I wake up and I, I feel good right away, and uh, you know I'm kind of excited. So I usually set goals. So every day, like today, I was excited because I'm going to be on your your podcast show. So that's one of the things I was looking forward to. Um, you know, it's, it's having a goal. So the perfect day is always if I have a, a strong goal and then I'm, I'm working toward that goal and everything kind of, you know, just, just works out nicely. I, I try to keep myself in a, in a good mood. Like I said, fun is always on my menu. So I'm always trying to find ways to, to have fun, joke around and, and just not take things so seriously. What do you do? What's your, what's your personal life look like? What do you, uh, what, what are like your hobbies outside of business and YouTube and, everything else you do so one of the things that's killing me right now is i love to go to the gym so i usually go to the gym three times a week and it's i like lifting heavy things because it's a a way that i deal with stress and uh so i'm noticing now you know i have to do things at home and uh, i don't have a lot of free weights so i I am gonna have to go out at some point before they close the stores and Uh (laughs) pick up some free weights i laugh only because my son was just in here right before we came on with you and he was trying to figure out where to go get some weights at same problem we all have the same problem yeah Um, and i didn't realize how important that was to me but uh i guess maybe i socialize with the the guys at the gym when i'm there so it's it's that's a a big part of it and then um i like to i like to write i like to to read and a big part of you know my personal life is just socializing going on doing I go to a lot of meetups and I do a lot of driving. So I drive places. So I have that downtime where I'm just kind of thinking and planning. So this whole thing is kind of up, upside down to my whole routine. And so I'm building a whole new routine of, you know, how, how do I replace those things? Um, what do I do? Like, so right now I'm in my bedroom because there's six of us that live in our house. So I have four kids and, and my wife and, our main floor is the main hub of, of the house. That's usually where I would do podcasts in the dining room, have a, a nice little spot. But everybody's noisy and they're doing stuff and making supper. So it's really learning how to adapt to the new real, which is you know working from home with like four five other people in the house and not having the resources that you have to you know, deal with the stress the way you would. So. It's, it's it's a challenge, but like I said, I always look for the solution and I always look toward the future. So I think being able to adapt to that is is, is going to be a lot more fun as we go forward because I'm seeing the kids all the time now. Well, Before I, 
I, yeah, I agree, with, I agree with you. I, I actually think it, it it brings a little more um, a personal feel to it that you're in your house right now. Um, it's not you're not at a studio. You don't have all these you know professional lights around you, and and the kids are there, and you know everybody can share in that. And um, I'm sure they know what you do is is important to you, and um, they respect that. So I, I I like it. I think that we're gonna come out of this on the other end better off. Uh, for many of the reasons that you said. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody's going to be able to connect in a more authentic way, just because we all went through this together at the same time. No matter what your your social status is, no matter what your income is, we're all actually adapting to this new way of life at the same time. So it kind of galvanizes everybody. Absolutely. So, is there anything else that you want to you want to talk about? You want to promote? Um, other than I'm going to put your links up, I, definitely, guys, go check out uh, your YouTube page. It's, it's it's pretty awesome. I like to watch them as I'm just sitting around. Um, we'll give the links to your books because we want everybody to hop on that. But what about you? Yeah, I mean, the only the only thing I think um, really now, podcasts are very important for people to get motivated and inspired and to find solutions. So I would recommend that people start finding some of their favorite podcasts and listen to them every week. And also, you know, if, if you're feeling kind of disconnected, start an online meetup because I, th- I think that's going to be very important for people to have meetups to go to. Like I'm, I'm doing one tonight that I'm, I'm a part of, but um, I think it's very important that get some in, interactive meetups that you can do at least once or twice a week and uh, and connect with people so that you don't feel like you're alone. You know, We're all going through this whatever it is that you do for a living, whatever your interests are, you're going to be able to find a group of people that are in that field and you can bounce off ideas and, and just relax and have fun with as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, WT. I mean, this was, this was awesome. It was great talking to you and I want to get everybody over to you uh, to check mm-hmm. out everything you have that you're giving to people uh, and helping out. Yeah. Well, I thank you for, uh, for doing this and, and running the podcast because I, I really think that's a, a huge service that you're doing for people, for them to be able to, one, get information, but also have have a person like you that's, that's real and authentic that they can connect to and, and learn from. I appreciate it. And selfishly, I get to talk to interesting people all day. So yeah. that's a cool <laughs> thing. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I'll talk yeah, thanks, to you Ryan. soon. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. We can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.